Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. This morning on the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. Yeah, thanks for joining us on this Tuesday, the Wake Up Call, KB and Andy. Mark Dighton producing today's effort. As always, we appreciate you joining us. Listen anywhere in the world, 1075thefan.com. Also, go ahead, download that free app. Take us anywhere. Check out the podcast, the YouTube stream, and everything else, 1075thefan.com. We'll have you covered all the NBA, all the Colts action, getting you ready for the weekend, the holidays. Hopefully, everyone having a great holiday week. You got all the shopping done and everything else. Well, you know, it's a Tuesday at 8 o'clock. You know that. You know what that means. Pacers head coach Rick Carlisle joining us here on the program. He's on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Coach, good morning. How are you today, sir? I'm all right. What's happening? Hey, uh, well, getting ready for the holidays, obviously, and uh, we got to jump into your team, so let's just do it. I I really thought you were as frustrating, Coach, as as we had seen you last night after the 151-127 loss. Uh, What about last night specifically bothered you? And I guess, secondly, was it just a culmination of the last four, five, six games as now you're looking at potential lineup changes, style of play? You You threw a lot out there last night coach what's got you bothered this morning well we've uh we got an opportunity today to to get some practice time which we desperately need i i don't i really can't remember the last time we had a live practice um and we just need we just need the work and uh you know it's 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 it is difficult um a night like last night where you're playing against some great players that just have, you know, really just rise up and, and shoot over you. And, and some of the stuff in the second half was, was tough, but, um, you know, I, after watching the first half last night when I got home, um, you know, we, the game was tied at 57 with a with a couple of minutes left in the first half and we actually even though we hadn't played well and and Tyrese had had a had had a frustrating start to the game we were still you know obviously very much in the very much in the game then they created some separation right before the half and and uh, we had another poor third quarter so we got some things to correct um I don't know the exact direction we're going to go with everything we may not make any changes at all but uh we need to get out there and compete today and get better. Coach, last night you said something to the effect of, you know, recently a lot of bad things ha- have happened. What would be some of those things uh, that you're really disappointed with here as of late? Uh, I don't like looking backward uh, usually, but uh, one of the things that really bothered me and, and I think should have bothered our team was uh, in the Washington game on Friday night, you know, we got off to a pretty decent start. We were up 37-30. And, um, you know, we had talked about trying to keep them, you know, somewhere in the 20s in the first quarter. And so it ended up being a 30-point quarter, and, and we had 37. So, you know, that's a good that's a good start. Um, and then from there, in the second quarter, you know, as you guys are aware, um, 
you know, the majority of our offense is dictated by the players. You know, it's 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 a free flowing, um, you know, uh, passing random movement. Find the best shot, trust the pass approach. It's the way we have to play to be the most our most effective offensively. And in the second quarter, we had nine shots that were taken that would be, you know, easily categorized as very poor decisions. And it just was a, it was a stretch of, you know, bad play. Um, You could look at some of them and call it selfish. You could call it, uh, you know, a lot of different things, but they were not good shots. Um, The spirit just wasn't, wasn't where it needed to be. And consequently, Washington scored 39 and, you know, we're down 14 at halftime. So we go from up seven to down 14. And so it was really a, a brutally miserable quarter. And so, you know, at, at halftime, we, we, we challenged our guys to, to turn it around. And in the third quarter, we had a bunch of good shots and just simply missed. And, you know, they can, they continued to uh, have success offensively. And so, you know, the basketball gods, you know, stuck it up our, you know, what, whatever you want to call it in the third quarter. And so, you know, we just got to be, we got to be right. And our spirit has to be intact. And, um, you know, we have a target on our back, you know, the, the attention from the, the, the in-season tournament, um, all those things, you know, the fact that we're a high scoring team, um, you know, we're not sneaking up on any, on anybody and, you know, beating, beating the Pacers is, is something that's, uh, you know, um, you know, teams view it as a real feather in their cap. So, uh, we got to understand all those things. We got to, you know, embrace the difficulty of the situation that we're in. And as I said, we got to, we got, we got to practice today and have a good practice and get better and, and get ready for Charlotte. That's another talented team. He's Rick Carlisle again, 13-12 and 12 on the year. Pacers trying to end their four-game losing streak tomorrow night. It'll be the Charlotte Hornets inside of Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Coach, in your history, do you um, do you believe that playing to your competition is a thing? Like, do Are, are, are there teams out there that, that, that play to their competition, good and bad, of course? Uh, it's, it's really a part of it's really a part of this landscape of sport. Um, you know, I certainly wish we would have played to the level of our competition last night. I mean, that's you know, that was what was needed. I mean, the, the Clippers uh, have won ten out of thirteen, seven, and now eight in a row. And you know, they've got four guys you could argue are first ballot Hall of Famers. And so our level needed to be higher. And look, we were without some guys last night too. Um, and so, yeah, but, but those things, those things do happen. Um, but it certainly didn't happen last night. I guess, how do you maybe explain you've had some of these high highs with these great wins over the upper echelon, but then Washington Friday night or going back to earlier in November, some of the home losses to the bottom teams, obviously it's the NBA. There's obviously a level, a high level of skill, but how do you explain some of the great, great wins and then some of the lows as well? Well, this is a, an axiom that I heard many years ago. Um, I I like our talent, but we don't have the talent to win on talent alone. 
you know, we have to be really tied together, uh, really right. And in the games that we've dropped, we've, we've had too many, uh, too many bad parts of the games, you know, it's, um, and so, you know, that's, that's where we are. We're, we're, we're not where we would like to be. Um, it felt like we were, you know, in the midst of the, of the, of the tournament and, and those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, there are some, there are some harsh realities that you face, um, in a professional sports season. And, you know, we've just, uh, we've got to take a hard look in the mirror and, and get back on the court today and get better. Rick Carlisle joining us here on the fan on this Tuesday. He joins us on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Coach Tyrese Halliburton after the game last night talked about, hey, teams are defending me differently here. I'm, I'm having to, to figure this out. It's a chess match between the defense and what I'm trying to do. I think we even talked about this last week with you. What have you guys noticed that teams are trying to do to at least slow him down and in turn slow down your offense? Well, he's he's definitely got a target on his back um, because of the level of play that he demonstrated, you know, through the first twenty games. And so, yeah, he's seen a lot of he's seen a lot of trapping. He's seen a lot of um, different leverage approaches to guarding him um, and things like that. And so, you know, th- those are. Uh, those are adjustments and those can be, those can be tough adjustments. And um, so, you know, he's, he's work, he's working through that, but, you know, great players, um, you know, learn, learn that these are the, these are the kinds of challenges that, uh, you know, are the, are the ones that are the most meaningful and fulfilling to meet. And so he'll do it. He'll do it. It's just, uh, it's been a tough run here. And and when you're dropping games, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of naysayers, and so uh, you know we gotta we gotta figure this out together. Rick Carlisle with us. Is there an example? I mean, come on, you've you've obviously coached a lot of good and a lot of great players. Is and you know Halliburton is one of those. Is is there an example from your past where you know a guy came on the scene? Teams got film, they adjusted, and then he had to readjust back, much like Tyrese is having to do. Is there is there a player or players you put in front of him and say, "Hey, guys that I've coached that have had to do this exact same thing"? Well, the be- the best example of a major adjustment um, was Reggie Miller. So, you know, our our last year here as uh when Larry Bird was the coach you know we had had a very tough loss to the New York Knicks in the conference finals and um you know Reggie Reggie was was a catch and shoot guy he you know he ran around tirelessly and um you know he was great at generating shots off movement but the way New York played him you know they double teamed him off of uh off of pin downs, they they double teamed him off of movement actions, and they forced him to give the ball up. And so that summer, you know, we talked about uh, an approach to change, really change his game, um, but that it was going to be a lot of work, and that was to develop footwork so that he. Um, would become a a much higher level one-on-one player and would be able to generate his own shots. And so, 
you know, in his case, uh, we're talking about doing it out beyond the three-point line. In some cases, um, they were in the long post area, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we were running a lot of things that year where we would run one, two pick and rolls. He would get a switch with a smaller guy on him. Um, he would he had he had developed the ability to step off a guy um, and basically you know dip down, rise up and and shoot. And it was a game changer um, because we got into the conference finals that year again against New York <laughs> and. You know, instead of just running, you know, uh, floppy actions and different, you know, flare actions to try to get him shots, we could, you know, we could now just go directly to him. Um, he could read the floor and he could create. And um, if they were going to double team him, you know, they were going to have to double team him uh, away from the basket with the ball in his hands. And then that's a, that's an easy pass out. It's a, it's an extra pass. It's a, and it's a, and it's a shot and you got guys on the board. So it was, it was one of the best examples that I've seen um, of a guy, you know, and Reggie was in his early thirties at the time, you know, he was not, he was not a young player, but, but he understood the challenge. Um, he took the challenge and, you know, we worked on this stuff before games. Um, he came in at four in the afternoon for seven o'clock games. And we would, we would be on the floor for a good half hour. And he, you know, his shirt would be completely, completely uh, soaked. And so, you know, that's, that's an example. So, you know, Ty's Ty's situation is is a little bit different, you know. Um, teams are are taking are, are trying to send him to certain angles, send him to more help, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, we talked about this a little bit last week. Sometimes it's going to be simply a matter of getting off the ball and getting back on it, um, you know, off a of movement so that there's a live catch. And defenses aren't aren't as able to get into um, uh, a specific coverage, you know. But um, you know his offense is fine. <laughs> I'm not worried about I'm not worried about his offense. You know, I you know we've just we've just got to be able to move on from bad things a little bit quicker on the floor. That's that's everybody. Um, when there are frustrating things that happen, you know, you've got to, you've got to remain stone faced and, and you've got to move on to the next thing. And so, um, these are some of our tasks and, um, you know, we'll get back to work on it today. Back to work today, back to back coming up tomorrow and Thursday, it'll be Charlotte at home and then in Memphis on Thursday, Rick Carlisle's with us here on the Payless Lickers hotline. Uh, 25 games into the season, coach, do you feel, obviously you've made a bit of an overhaul systematically and what you want to do defensively. Do you feel like 25 games is a big enough sample size to have been seen more results than you guys have so far? Uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't do a good enough job in the first 16 or 17 games. That's pretty obvious, but you know, that's all right. We, we've got to learn from that. And now we just, we've got to win harder games. Um, you know, coming out of coming out of, uh, I don't know exactly what what number game it was, but you know, we went from um, we went from wherever we were to the home game against Boston, and you know that was a that was a special night. You know that that you know these are the kinds of situations that we really 
um, we really desire to be in. Um, we had a great win there. We had a great win against Milwaukee. Uh, we lost the the next game. You know, we got it back together in Detroit with a you know a team that had lost 19 in a row. That was, I thought, one of our one of our best, most consistent performances of the year. And then, um, you know, the last four games have been tough. So, um, you know, this is this is where you we got to refine our footing and. Um, and look, we need to get some of our better, better, tougher guys back. You know, Nemhard is is one of our best on ball defenders. Jalen Smith's been one of our best defenders this year. Um, I don't know the timetable for their return, but uh, those guys, you know, I'm hoping will will practice today. You know, Miles Turner um, was unable to go last night. You know, as a as a, as a late scratch with some hamstring tightness. That that was. That was a loss. He's one of our better defenders. So um, we want to get these guys back. But, you know, the guys that are available and able, um, you know, we, we've got to have a standard that's uh, that's a legitimate standard, and we've got to do everything we can do to uphold it. And so, uh, you know, back to work. When you do get those guys back, do you feel like you've got the right personnel to get what you want to get done defensively? Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, we've demonstrated it too many times. You know, look, we're, we're going to our, our scores are going to be high. Um, you know, it's just it's just kind of the nature of the way we play offensively. Um, and I may have talked about slowing the game down and stuff like that. I just I don't want to do that. I, I've done it in the past with teams, and it's been an effective adjustment. Um, but I don't think it fits the character of, of our team offensively. I don't think it fits Tyrese. I don't think it fits a lot of the guys we have on our team. And so, you know, that's not, that's not the way to go, but the, the, the way to go is to um, play better. And, um, you know, we got to work at it. Rick Carlisle with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Coach, uh, <laughs> I know what happened last week, but we haven't talked to you since. How odd, what kind of conversations, either with the league or internally, have you guys had about what happened in Milwaukee? One of the the odder scenes uh, when Giannis wanted that basketball, the, the entire back and forth, him running down the tunnel towards you guys' locker room and everything else. What can you tell us about any of the fallout and how odd that was to be a part of that about a week ago? Uh, nothing. We've moved on from that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it was an unusual situation, but it's over. And, uh, you know, we've, we've made the, the decision to move on from that several days ago. Coach, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yeah. We won't talk to you until that. Hopefully we'll chat with you um, coming up a week from Tuesday. And uh, good luck with this back-to-back. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Upcoming. 
Okay, thanks, guys. Take care. I like what Mark Dighton's doing here. A little uh, Christmas pop punk specials from Mark Dighton this week. Is that okay? Is that okay with Kevin Bowen? I'm kind of digging it, man. I I can get behind that. I am probably a little bit more of a just give me the traditional, um, you know, Christmas. (laughs) Was it Brenda Lee, right? (laughs) Isn't she the. uh, You want the. You want the old traditional stuff? Yeah, okay. probably a little All bit right. of that, but yeah, I, I can get a little poppy here. Okay, I'm trying. You to- know, after our three weeks of it, you know, you could probably throw in a little bit of a different flair to it. So, Mark Dykin, as always, is on it. Yeah, he's he's switching it up on us. He's expanding uh, your horizons here. You've on heard all the, the wake Christmas call. songs already. Let's do some. Yeah, let's do ones. something new. That's fair. Uh, Thad Mata joining us here. Butler basketball in action tonight. Reminder: We'll give away a family four pack coming up after this interview. Uh, they're back in action. Hinkle there at six thirty. Biggie's play beginning, and we can talk about that and much more. Coach, good morning. How are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. A little bit chilly, but uh, I'm good. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. I, the cold weather. I, I'm with I, you. I don't like this. And this is where yeah. we say we hope it's hot inside of Hinkle tonight, yeah, we, right? We hope for it's the hot of, Coach, I don't yeah. mind mentioning it. Every time it gets cold and the sun goes away for several months, I think about I think about living in Florida or you know somewhere where it's you know 80 degrees every single day, every single time. <laughs> And I did that for a few years when I was retired, and I tell you, it's pretty damn nice. So I, <laughs> I figured that's the case. Uh, that Mata joining us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. I think the last time we talked with you uh, definitely was after that Texas Tech game. Uh, what do you like? What do you like about your team right now? You guys obviously on that six-game winning streak, taking care of some teams with some lesser records. So, what do you like about your team, and what areas of improvement are you stressing to your guys before you enter Big East play? Well, I think first and foremost, you know, the, the, the message to the guys is college basketball is three seasons. You get your preseason, conference season, and then postseason. And, and, you know, tonight for us starts season two. And I, I like uh, from the standpoint of, of how these guys have, have come together, how they've competed. You know, we've been in some, some, some tight games um, here in the last month and, and uh, have, have done a pretty good job of finishing games out. I think that uh, you know, our, our defense is continuing to get better. And as a head coach, you, you never, last game of the year, you're still not playing as well defensively as you want to because you always want perfection. And, you know, you're, as, as we go into these next 20 games, you, you're going against great players, great talent, great coaching. Um, but I think we have gotten better um, here recently at making kind of in-game adjustments and saying, okay, they're, they're really focusing on doing this. We have to take this away. Um, I think offensively, I, the, the thing that I really like is the way we're playing unselfish and, um, you know, taking care of the basketball. We've got to continue to do that and, and you know, as, as we learned, uh, you gotta, you, you've always got to have a sort of a hot hand and make shots and, you know, you don't want to put all the pressure on your defense every game. So hopefully we can continue to score the ball at a high rate like we are. Again, coming up in a bit, we'll give away a four-pack of tickets to the Big East opener tonight. Butler and Georgetown. It's Thad Mata's bunch just wrapped up. Pretty nice non-conference slate. You know, Coach, it's kind of a quiet week for college basketball. You guys, of course, are starting conference play. Do you like the Big East doing that? You don't see many conferences starting things up the week of Christmas. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's funny. Um, every time I voice my opinion, nobody cares. So, <laughs> well, I, we I, do. I, I don't say a lot, but uh, no, you know, it sort of it is what it is. And and um, you know, I think all conferences are 
sort of doing something a little bit different. I think the ECC Big Ten, they play too early in December. Um, you know, the good thing is we, we've got these two games here. We get a little bit of a break. Guys get to go home. Um, then you come back on and strap it on for, you know, two straight months. But, uh, you know, it, it, it sort of is what it is. And, and you know, I, I like, as I said earlier, I like our guys' focus going into the game tonight. Um, I, you know, we're it's it's going to be a war, that's, that's for sure. But uh, I like where they are mentally. I don't need to remind you of what took place last year in the Big East for your team. Um, if you think back to your Big East opener last year and compare it to your feelings this morning, how much more confident are you in being able to handle the rigors of this year's Big East slate versus uh, last season? Um, you know, I, I think we're probably a little better suited. I, if my memory serves me correctly, it was UConn last year, right? And uh, I think we were down 42 to 39. The big fella hit a three, and uh, it was it was over at that point. Um, but you know, I just I, I think we're we're a little bit of uh, as, as crazy as it sounds. I think we're a little bit of, a, of an older team, more experienced team. Although we got 11 new guys, um, but there there is some you know guys that have some things to prove, and and I, I really like that. I, I think that uh, you know for me personally, going to a season in the Big East, I. I now I now know know exactly how good this league is and how hard it is, and just sort of the preparation that we have to have as as we go forward. And um, I don't know. I'm 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 very very excited to start tonight. I think it's it's uh, it's a great opportunity for our program. I guess to piggyback that and Thad Mata with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline on the Fan on this Tuesday. You know, Coach. I you know I was going to ask you are you, are you ready for the uptick in schedule? Georgetown tonight on the road to Providence, on the road St. John's and Rick Pitino, and then, yeah, back home to a little team called UConn, who happens to be number five in the country, and then on the road to Marquette. I mean, the next three weeks for you guys, you're going to know, I would imagine, a lot more about your basketball team coming up in, you know, mid-January or so. Oh, there's no question about that. And, and um, you know, it's it's – it's on at this point, and you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing, you know, you, you look at college basketball, and um, I've always said this. I mean, and I've, I've been very fortunate in my career of winning conference championships, but um, you know, you, you obviously have to have talent. You got to have players, but you know, the, the three keys is win, protect your home court, win the ones you're supposed to. And then still a couple on the road, and, and you're you're in contention, and that's that's a lot easier said than done. But you know, in, in a conference race, the, the one thing I know is you can't get too high, you can't get too low. I mean, you know, you get a win, it's like okay, you're on to the next one, and, and that's what I always said. I thought it was great training, you know, coaching 13 years in the Big Ten. Sure, people <laughs> were like, how do you do it? And it's like you just sort of become numb. You know, you, you you beat Indiana on a Wednesday night, and it's like ah, walking off the court. Ah, we're in East Lansing on on Saturday. Okay, here we go. And you know, you just you got to keep the focus on your team. You got to keep your focus on teaching and coaching, and and uh, and and hope for the best. Hope for you know not many injuries, and uh, you know all those things, and and hope you you hit your stride playing your best basketball late. Coach, last one for me. Really appreciate you joining us here on a game day again. We're gonna give away a four pack of tickets to tonight's Biggie's opener here in just a second. Um, last weekend, you saw kind of a mini version of the Crossroads Classic here in Indy with Indiana State and Ball State, then obviously Purdue and Arizona. You guys, of course, were a part of the previous Crossroads Classic by all indications, and this was before you took over as head coach. Um, you and Purdue were the two teams that wanted to stay in the Crossroads Classic. Do you envision yourselves getting involved in something like that? 
down the road, would you like to be back in a Crossroads Classic mini version, however you want to describe it? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what, what happened with the Crossroads, but, uh, um, you know, I know I, I was at Indiana, and, and when that thing folded, you know, I remember saying, hey, you know, schedule a home and home with Kansas, schedule a home and home with Kentucky. And, and I think they, I know they've done it with Kansas. I think they did a four-year deal with Kentucky. Um, but you know, those, those type of things are, are good. Uh, you know, the, the hard part now is, is scheduling so doggone hard because you never know who's going to be on your team until June and, um, you know, how college basketball has changed. But, uh, no, I, I think that was good. I used to go to it when I, when I wasn't coaching and I mean, it was a, it was a great afternoon of basketball. That's for sure. Fad Mata with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. All right, Georgetown tonight, Ed Cooley's first year. What do his teams like to do? What have you seen watching tape getting ready for tonight's game? Well, I do this. I mean, Ed obviously is one of the one of the top coaches in the country. I got a lot of respect for him and he's a very good friend. Um, you know, he's he's gonna play rough, tough basketball. They're they're a team that, that relies heavily on shooting threes. Um, they're as all as Providence teams do. They they get to the foul line. Um, you know they they offensive rebound and defensively they they mix it up. They're 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 playing. We've seen a lot of different coverages, a lot of different uh, defensive schemes that they've done. And you know we got to get into the first four minutes and see exactly what they want to do tonight to us. Yeah, and tonight it is the Big East opener for the Butler Bulldogs. Georgetown coming up at six thirty. And we'll give away a four-pack of tickets here in just a second. Coach, thank you on game day, and uh, we'll talk to you here in the coming weeks. Good luck with the Big East slate, and uh, Merry Christmas to you. All right, we need Hinkle rocking tonight. Let's go. Let's go. B-U-T-L-E, are you a bulldog? (laughs) Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Was just going to let this play a little bit. For people that don't know, the inside joke is Michael Grady, who's joining us here on the Pay Less Liquors Hotline, apparently hates this song. Right. Uh, uh-huh. So we welcome Michael in. Uh, Michael, I don't know you, but this was a Mark Dykton and Kevin Bowen thing. Uh, Andy Sweeney had nothing to do with this. Hey, I just want to talk Johnson. some basketball, you know. This is um, this is a terrible introduction, Andy. Um, <laughs> nice to, to meet you. you. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. The pleasure is all the yours. Same. <laughs> Bad enough that you know, MG's joining us. What, what was it? A flight from Miami to Philly last night? Uh, man, yeah, that'd be the wee Oof. hours of the morning. Uh, no, no. Actually, um, I am walking down uh, Miami Beach right now. Oh, we, so you guys uh, we're fly actually today? leaving. Yeah, this is one of those cities where do you really want to leave overnight? And go to <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, no, you know, we'll just leave in the afternoon. So, so that's how that worked out. You gotta love that. Well, hopefully the Miami flu is not going to be too abundant for the T Wolves <laughs> as they are playing pretty darn good basketball. 
right now. If you don't mind, I want to go back to Saturday night. MG, always great to hear your voice. Uh, that was pretty impressive. Obviously, you no know, Tyrese Halliburton. So, you know, the Pacers one hand tied behind their back. You know, kind of a rough travel night. Uh, but I guess what was your first observation of a Pacers team, granted, without their best player? You know, two hands uh, tied behind their back. Uh, ty- having no Tyrese Halliburton um, is a big blow. And then going from the airport straight to Target Center to play the game is another hand tied behind your back. And so given those circumstances, um, I, I, thought they, I thought they fought hard. Um, we gave them a lot of <clears throat> credit in the broadcast for the way they competed, the way that they battled, the way that they still kept the pace. Uh, you know, we knew going in um, from a broadcast standpoint not to take Indiana lightly because of what they did here in Miami not long ago, putting up 144 points without Tyrese Halliburton. So, uh, we knew that it, it wouldn't be an easy game, and we were really curious to see how they would compete in battle, and I was impressed. So they've got a lot of uh, guys over there who, can, who have a, um, high-quality competitive energy, just not enough on the defensive side of the ball, um, even with, of course, Tyrese Halliburton out there. Uh, just not enough competitive energy on the defensive side of the ball uh, to, to squeeze out some games. I, I've been really surprised by the high-scoring affairs that the Pacers have been in this season. Yeah, it's a young team, Michael. I think, uh, you know, water's coming back to level. People are now a little target on the back, and that's why, you know, you drop a couple games, and now they're 13 and 12. Uh, Minnesota already 20 wins on the year, just 42 last year. Why are they this much better than last year, in your estimation? You know, learning from, learning from past mistakes. Uh, last season, the Timberwolves didn't beat the teams that on paper they were supposed to beat. Um, last season, they were getting adjusted to playing with Rudy Gobert after making that big trade in the offseason. And then, of course, Carl Anthony Towns only was able to play around 29 games a season ago because he had a bad calf injury. So all of those things combined together led to a, a, a really you know, poor season a year ago. But they battled at the end of the year, really gave, even though they lost to the eventual champion Nuggets in five games, every last one of those games were close. Um, the Nuggets gave a lot of credit to the Timberwolves in terms of the way that they battled in that series. And that just, again, just gave them fuel. They didn't have two of their best players in that playoff series. And so it just added fuel to the offseason. They had six guys compete in the FIBA World Cup. So they entered training camp already in shape, locked in, ready to go. They had a great training camp, and it's really carried over to the start of the regular season where they have beaten all of the teams they are supposed to beat. And that's really the difference. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to win some and lose some against some of the top-tier teams, but if you beat the bad teams, um, you're going to give yourselves a chance to have a really high seed. That and the defense has been otherworldly this season for Minnesota. You obviously know the voice. He is Michael Grady, currently the voice of the Timberwolves, Indy Zone. He's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. Uh, MG, honestly, one of the big reasons why I wanted to have you on, certainly Pacers T-Wolves, but, I mean, come on. When Lance Stevenson signs a 10-day contract and Mm. giving it one more run, we had to get you on. (laughs) You know, it's it's, – is Lance in his early 30s? Is he like 31, 32, something like that? I think we looked it up, 33, um, Yeah, I think right? he's 33 years he's 30, old, yeah. He's 33, yeah. 33 years old. Um, it's it's kind of surreal because we knew Lance when he was a pup. Um, we rode all the highs and lows of the Lance Stevenson experience. And it's, I mean, it seems like those battles with Miami and blowing in the ear and all that was – years and years and years ago and so um I, I love the fact that he still wants to compete 
that he wants to get back into the NBA and give it one final go and have a push. And the fact that, you know, our paths, myself and Lance, could potentially cross once again um, is, is pretty wild. Uh, you know, we still talk fondly about those years, um, you know, when other folks and uh, especially here around Miami, they still talk about those Indiana battles and we talk about Lance and George Hill. And I just had a conversation yesterday about those, those playoff series and the blowing in the ear and, and um, the fact that I wish that other guys on that Pacers team had the same competitive energy uh, as, uh, as Lance Stevenson. There were some guys on the roster more talented, but didn't really have that fire that we saw from, from Lance Stevenson. So, uh, so, no, we'll see how it plays out. He's playing with the Iowa Wolves. The team in Iowa is playing good basketball um, as of late. They, got, they have some talent on that roster. And, of course, it would take some injuries for Lance to get called up, which, of course, you never want injuries. But if that were to happen, man, it would be great to see him in Minneapolis. You know, we are trying to effort to get Lance Stevenson on the show, Grady, because uh, I don't know if you saw this. He is starring in a Netflix film. Coming up, have you seen this? No, no, I saw he was in <laughs> he was in one before with my with my guy Michael Ely and who else? Um, uh, I forget the girl from Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. I know he he made an appearance in that one, yeah. but I always got another movie. So this is a lead role, Lance Stevenson, oh, a lead role in a lead role, and I want to make Whoa. sure I've got a little bit yeah. of the of the plot, right? Something to the effect of like NBA player that's dealing with a lot off the court. And I don't really know. Lance shared some of this with Scott Agnes a couple weeks ago. I don't know too many details besides that, but I have a feeling there'll be a watch party at the Grady household whenever this comes out. I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I'm really, I'm really impressed. I, I thought maybe we'd be going to be movie, but no, Netflix is, Netflix is hella impressive. So no, absolutely. I will be, I will be watching and um, really, uh, you know, I judge actors harshly. So <laughs> we'll know. see how we'll see how Lance Stevenson uh, does in this role. But no, you got me excited. See, yeah, I, I like your organic excitement there when it's not just a cameo, Michael. He's the no. lead guy. Okay. Lead. Yeah, yeah, he's the lead role. He's the uh-huh. Denzel. That's he's the front the... center on the IMDb page for Lance Stevenson. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right there. Michael Grady with us here, Payless Lakers Hotline. <laughs> I, I mean, you travel around the NBA, and obviously Minnesota's one of those teams at 20-5. and five. Uh, Who else in the NBA thus far? have you been impressed by that you've been able to see up close? Uh, you know, Boston for sure. They they have the same record as Minnesota, top in the league at 20-5. and five. And I just felt that once they picked up Drew Holiday that they were going to be a problem. Um, Pre-Drew Holiday, just adding Chris Stapps Porzingis, I knew they were good. Um, but Drew Holiday has that championship pedigree. He's he's such a, a, a strong defender, a crafty defender. And he just kind of stirs the drink, if you will. And so you add Drew Holiday with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and then Porzingis. Their bench is a little questionable, but that starting five is, is stout. Um, Milwaukee, I'm not as sold on because they don't play enough defense and they cry when they don't get game balls. Um, <laughs> on, the West, on the Western Conference, I, I really you have to give the Clippers – um, you have to start paying attention to the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, they were a joke early on when they acquired – James Harden, and it looked like they couldn't win a game. And then all of a sudden, as, of course, the Pacers saw last night, you know, James Harden gets cooking. Kawhi Leonard is comfortable. You know, they, they, they have a lot of talent and, and depth on that team to where 
you're going to have to start to take them seriously, at least during the regular season. I don't believe in a James Harden team in the playoffs, nor yeah, a Clippers agreed. team in terms of staying healthy. But, um, but they've been impressive. And so off the top of my head, those are the ones that really stand out. Then it's just like a hodgepodge. You know, you got the, the, the Lakers can beat anybody, but they can lose to anybody. Denver has stumbled early in this season. I don't really believe in, in, um, in Dallas, although they can compete with just about anybody. So uh, it's a there's a lot of parity in the NBA this season, and some people like to see your super teams or whatnot. I'm not one of those guys. I like to see competitive balance. I, I think that made the in-season tournament a lot of fun, and uh, congratulations to the Pacers on that run. But uh, I think it's going to make, make for a hell of a rest of the regular season into the playoffs. Great. I think it's March. You guys come here for your loan appearance. Have you been back to Indy at all anytime soon? Uh, I came through a couple of times in the summer, and then, uh, of course, I'll be there for um, uh, All-Star oh, weekend. Nice. So uh, let, me know, let me know what parties you guys are getting into. Sure, and, of course. Um, well, and uh, just make sure you got an extra, extra ticket or two for your boy. <laughs> but I'll, be, um, no, I'll, be, I'll definitely be sliding through All-Star, and then, uh, and then I think I have maybe three or four days off when we come to Indian March. Nice. I love that. Love that. Well, happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and the fam. Always great hearing your voice, man. Congrats on the nice start to the season, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in the new year. Uh, hey, happy holidays to you guys, and um, Andy, don't let KB be a bad influence on you. No <laughs> yeah. more Return of the Mac. Yeah, you better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, good, good now. Had to go there with Michael Grady. <laughs> Thanks, Appreciate Grady. Appreciate you guys.